We're continuing in the fourth parak in Echa. We're up to Pasuk uh, Tet, the ninth Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Tovim hayu Those who were slain by the swords, who were killed by the sword, they were in better shape than those who died by famine. Shehem karim. Because those people who were killed by famine, they're, they're, they're dripped out of their bellies. Yazuvu, they were dripping, they were flowing midukarim. As if they were wounded from their bellies. Mitnuvot sadai, from the lack of the food. And Rashi explains over here what that means is, the people that were died by the famine, how did they die? They died because there was a siege against the city and no food was able to get in. But the enemy would stand behind the wall and they would roast nice meats. And the smell would go into their stomach and their stomachs would bloat and explode. And that's how it was a disgusting way of them dying. And, and they were dying from the, from the fruits. From the, they were eating grass and all that other field stuff. It was disgusting stuff that they were eating. And that's how... They passed away. And the Gemara, in Baba Batra, Davchet Amudbet says, quotes from our Pasuk here, where the Gemara says, Ra'av kashem echerev, dying from hunger is worse than from, from sword. The Gemara says, Ibayat emas sevara, I can tell you what's logic. Hai kamitztair, hai lo kamitztair. You die from sword, it's a one second instant death. But someone who dies from hunger, it's a prolonged suffering. That it's better to die from sword. The Gemara uses this evidence. The Midrash Lekach Tov brings a famous story, which is also a Gemara and Gitin. The Midrash says there was this noble woman, Marta Badbaitus. She was very rich. She was one of the richest noblewomen of Yerushalayim. She told her servant, go bring me some fine white, white bread. The servant went. He couldn't find white bread, but he found coarse bread. He told her, listen, I couldn't find any white bread. I found coarse bread. But he didn't bring the coarse bread to her. So she told him, okay, so go get the coarse bread. By the time he goes to get the coarse bread, there's no coarse bread left. And there was just another inferior type of bread left. And, she, and, and he didn't bring it to her again. She goes, okay, why don't you bring that to me? And then going back and forth, she realized, she's like, listen, if I want a job done right, I got to do it myself. She goes herself, I'm going to go and see what I can find. Something to eat. Her dress, her blouse fell and she stepped into some disgusting uh, fertilizer waste and she got so disgusted and she passed away and she died and on that Almighty Rabbi Yochanan said on the Pasuk Pasuk says in those that are very soft and, and, and uh, very fine amongst you they weren't tested with such trials and they passed away from that. Pasuk Yud, a very, sounds like a cruel Pasuk, Yedena Hashim Rachmaniyot. Those women that were such Rachmanim, 
such merciful women, now they were in such dire straits that they were cooking their own kids. And their kids became their meal. They became their food. This is what happened in the destruction of my people. And on this pasuk, the pasuk says, uh, the, the Gemaran says in Sanhedrin, the Gemara says, why didn't Yerushalayim, we said it was worse than Sedom, why didn't Yerushalayim get destroyed like Sedom? Is God playing favorites? It was even worse than Sedom. No, we were even worse. Because in Sedom, they may have gotten destroyed. And they may have had a famine. And, and the four people, the Pasuk says, They couldn't support the poor people. That they were cooking and killing their own kids, which didn't happen even by Sedom. We go on, Pasuk Yud Aleph. Pasuk says, God took out all his anger. He poured out his anger. And he lit a fire in Zion. He lit Yerushalayim on fire. And consumed it from its foundations. Uprooted its entire foundations. The Pasuk, uh, and on this, the Gemara in Bava Kama, Tafsamach Amudbet. The Gemara brings over there where the Gemara says, Ani esh God says, I lit Sion on fire. Shemar, it's called our Pasuk. Esh says the Gemara, The Navi said that God said, I'm going to end up building Sion again Ba'esh with fire. I lit it on fire and I also build it back with fire. Shemar says, I will be for it a fire, a wall surrounding it. I'll be. And, and it will be an honor. So God's going to build up Yerushalayim and the Beit HaMikdash back again with the Beit HaMikdash. And Rashi holds that this is exactly what will happen. The third Beit HaMikdash will be built from heaven. It will come down from heaven as a fire and it will be built. However, the Rambam and Tosfot famously argue. And they hold that no, we will man-made. We will, ma- we will build it up ourselves. And in Nachem, in the Tefillah, it sounds... Honestly, like this Gemara and like Rashi, that honestly Hashem will build it Himself, it will come down from heaven. And on this, there's a famous Midrash Teilim. The Midrash Teilim, and this is on Teilim Ayin Tet. The Teilim says, Mizmor le David, Mizmor la Saf, sorry. It's a Mizmor. The Elokim Baal Goyim God, the Goyim have come into your. Uh, inheritance place they've come into Yerushalayim ask the Midrash is this a Mizmor you gotta sing you should be crying you should be a Kinale David what's Mizmor why am I singing says the Midrash a Mashal Mashal Melech. there was a Mashal to a king Shail Ben that had a son the son was very obstinate and was not listening to his father. What did the king do? He got very upset. He entered into his son's big canopy. He was breaking it down, ripping it apart, tearing it down, and throwing it all into the garbage. And threw his son out of this room. Amar HaMelech. The king said, Didn't I do such a good thing? 
that I did, that I ripped apart his canopy. Shani Achul Asul Yoter Yafehim, and I could have done much worse. Vlorakti Bechamati, but I didn't kill him in my anger. Shimarakti Bechamati, if I killed him in my anger, Ben Achi Yoreshoti, my brother's kids would have inherited the throne. But now, mutav sheirasheni beni, better than my own kids should be inheriting me and should take over the throne. So I give them only a temporary punishment on their possessions. Ken amar asav, so did asav say, lo yafei asagadosh baruchu sheifikat chamato beitzim vanim velo bevanav. Isn't it great that God took out His anger on stones, sticks and stones, and not on His actual kids? Vechenu omer kila shem chamato. God took out His anger. Bama, what did He take out His anger on? Vayetzed esh beitzion. He took out His anger on Zion and not on His actual kids. How great is that? Pasuk Yud Bet Lo Heminu Malche Eretz, the kings of the of the land, the Goyim, they couldn't believe what was happening. V'chol Yoshev Tevel, all the inhabitants of the world, they couldn't believe what was happening. Ki Avot Sar Vo'yeh B'Sharei Yerushalayim, that the enemy is just able to come into the gates of Yerushalayim. And the Midrash Lekachtov explains on this pasuk, and the Torah Timima elaborates on it on this pasuk. That Sancherev and all the other kings were so unsuccessful to get into Yerushalayim and to destroy it. And now suddenly, Pavel is so successful to just come in. Nebuchadnezzar is so successful to come into Yerushalayim. How is this this happening? They couldn't believe it. But But explains the next pasuk, explain exactly how it happened. You know why it happened? From the sins of their Nevi'im. They had false prophets that they were listening to. Avonot Kohanea. The sins of their priests and their leaders. Kohanea. Shashofchim bekirbat dam tzadikim. Who the people were shedding and killing their tzadikim. And this refers to Zechariah. We were killing many tzadikim in those times that we were killing. That's why they were able to take control of us. Because we killed Zechariah. Or some say the Targum says, if you look at the Targum on this Pasuk, the Targum says the reason they were able to succeed, what does this Pasuk mean? Spilling the blood of Tzadikim and all that? It's because of the sins that are Nevi'im and the Kohanim, the sins of the Kohanim that they were burning incense instead of Ketorah for Hashem, they were burning incense for Lavodah Zarah. That's the reason they were able to be successful. The pasuk goes further and says, The blind people were wandering in the streets. When the blind people, Rashi explains, when the blind people were wandering through the streets, they were just wandering and their feet would just trample and become disgusted with the blood of all the slain and killed people. In the Gualu Badam, they were becoming disgusted with the blood. It was going all over the clothing. Below Yuchlu, Yugulu Vashem, no one was able to touch their clothing because it was so disgusting. And they would tell them, get away from me, I don't want you to touch me. Suru Tamu Karulamu, they would call to them, get away from me, you Tame person. You're full with blood, get away from me. Blood of a dead person, Suru Suru, get away from me. Atigao, don't touch me. Kinatsu, you've become disgusted with this blood. Gamnau, also. Also, uh, you've wandered. Amruba Goim, the Goim would say, Lo Yasifu Lagur. No longer. You're not going to stay here any longer. We don't want you here anymore. 
And if you look at the Peleoetz, we have not quoted him yet, and now we will. If you look at the Peleoetz in the piece, it's in the Peleoetz Kuf Tzadi Zayin in Yud Aleph and Yud Bet. He talks about Ma'achalot Asurot, forbidden foods. He says, Misha Eno Nizar, someone who's not careful with. Uh, non-kosher food a lot of times you're going to end up becoming if you're not, you're not careful about uh, foods in general you're going to end up eating bugs which are social and every single bud you're going to be over for lavin and he says many other many other you can be doing with food and drink if you're not careful those people who are not careful with their food, who just eat whatever they want, yeah, it's kosher, don't worry about it, it's a good action, they don't look into it. God calls unto you that you are taman, get away from me. They don't understand the ways of life. That your, your body becomes greater and greater, more isur. You yourself become a piece, a slice of isur. Your body becomes a piece of Yisur that they don't want part of. And just the Midrash will end off on. The Midrash, and this Midrash is a basis. It's a Yalkut. Yalkut Shimoni. And this Yalkut is the basis for... Uh, it's the basis for a... Um, it's the basis for a Kina that we say on Tisha morning. It says, when we came out of Yerushalayim, Hashem said... It's it, 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 that, and this medrash contrasts when we left Yerushalayim how glorious we were. How we, sorry, when we left Mitzrayim we were so glorious, and when we left Yerushalayim now we were in such a disdained state. The medrash says when Bnei Israel left Mitzrayim, Moshe said, Israel We were God's holy nation. We were His dominion. However, when we left Yerushalayim, Yirmiyahu said, Suru, Suru, get away. Tameh, Tameh. You guys were called Tameh. Get away, Suru, Suru, don't touch me. Just contrasting, and that whole Kina contrasts our glory of when we came out of Yerushalayim to when we came out of Mitzrayim, our glory when we came out of Mitzrayim comparing to the disgrace we had when we left Yerushalayim. And next time we'll finish Perek Dalid of uh, this Sefer. Have a good day.